are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, Auburn family? I'm your host, Justin Smith, riding solo tonight. Sorry for the couple minute late start, guys. Uh, Blake's having technical difficulties. We try to work them out, just not happening tonight. So it's going to be my, just me, but man, you guys get in here. You already know the deal. Share this video out. Uh, tag us, the Up Tempo podcast. Tag me at DMXR28, all those kind of things, man. Auburn heading into Texas AM, dude. Big time matchup for our Auburn Tigers SEC play. It's finally ready to kick off, dude. I cannot wait. Um, been a long time coming, man. We're finally here. Uh, we've had these three games that we <laughs> before the season we thought they were tune-ups. Cal didn't necessarily work out that way, right? But uh, nevertheless, man, here we are. We're three and zero. Hasn't been perfect. There's some issues that uh, we know the Tigers need to work on. There's some things that we like as well, though. So uh, you guys get in here, help me out tonight since it's just me. Share this thing out. Um, get in here, man. Get your comments. Let's get this conversation rolling. Uh, to start off, man, we're banged up, guys. We are banged up. Keontae Scott uh, was announced he'll be missing significant time. Um, just a lot of Knicks. Cam Stutz is hurt. And uh, that's he's been our best offensive lineman so far. That one's uh, obviously very concerning. Just a lot of a lot of guys uh, still haven't seen Nehemiah Pritchett. So uh, Keldrick Falk still working his way back up into health, man. So there's just a lot of there's a lot of injuries going around right now. I don't think we've seen a healthy Cam Brown yet. I know Coy Morris will trying to work back into it. So we're going into AM. We're banged up, but that's part of football, man. Everybody gets banged up. Uh, we think we're going to be getting Donovan Kaufman back this week and without having Keontae. That's huge. Sounds like DK could have went last week, uh, but with the concussion, you just want to be safe. You definitely don't want to definitely don't want to risk uh, him going out there and getting hurt versus Sanford. And obviously, those head injuries, man, uh, are nothing to play with. Uh, for me, really, the Keontae and the Cam Stutz are the ones that are the most concerning. You just Cam Cam has really been that guy on the offensive line this year that's kind of set the tone. And we'll get into kind of talking about this offensive line. You know, there's been some mixed, uh, there's been some mixed reviews. I got Charles Allen getting in here saying, What's up, man? What's up, Charles? You guys help me out getting this comment section tonight. Uh, let's get this thing rolling. Let's get this conversation popping. Um, yeah, yeah, what's up, Charles? The offensive line, I ain't gonna lie to you guys. That's kind of been my biggest concern so far uh this season. It's just or one of my biggest concerns. I I hasn't really hasn't really been what we thought it was going to be. I mean, there's still time. I It's hard to tell because it's, it's just like when we got running versus Cal, uh, it's just never really got going, right? We fumbled the ball. We could never kind of get our feet underneath this type deal. And uh, But I know that last week, you know, critical, I think go back to that fourth down situation, there's been some third, third and shorts this year where we just have not been able to fire off the ball and get it done. So, I'm concerned about that. I'm really concerned about that with uh, without having Cam Stutz out there and good to go. B. Wells Foreheads hopping in the conversation said, God, I hope we get Jimbo fired this weekend, brother. <laughs> in a way, I think that Jimbo's agent and Jimbo hope he gets fired this weekend, right? Like Jimbo ain't going to get mad shit. Fire me. Fire me. Write that check. Hey, normally when I get fired, I come in the job to thinking it's all good. And then it's, hey, Dustin, come here. We need to talk to you, man. Hey, you know, we'd like to keep you on, but we just can't do it. You know, wish you luck. 
I ain't never got 85 million. So uh, I don't know if he's a Jimmy Sexton client. I'm assuming with a buyout like that, he's a Jimmy Sexton client. So I think that Jimmy and uh, Jimbo will be just fine. You know, that's why I'm always when everybody's like, you can't make fun of Harson, just leave Harson alone. Man, bump that, dude. Like, dude's sitting on 20 million from Auburn for doing nothing. Like, <laughs> I do nothing in my job. I just get shit canned. So it is what it is. Chris hopping in here saying, what's up, Dustin? So many key, key players out. I know this team will fight. This is a good point, Chris. So uh, encouraged when I look at the Cal game. Encouraged at the start of the Sanford game. We made this point Sunday on our recap that this situation Sunday uh, or Saturday, excuse me, could have been a situation where the Auburn team struggles, right? Where you don't really get going. We talked about the jet lag affecting the team into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And there's been a lot of Auburn teams we've seen. I think of a Mercer game. I think of a, a game versus Sanford a few years back where we really kind of struggled and never got, never really got it popping. So uh, I was encouraged by the slow start coming off of the crazy game versus Cal, and then for them guys to still get together in the second half, clean up the mental mistakes, no turnovers for our offense in the second half. So to your point of I know this team will fight, yeah, I do think there's something changing inside that locker room. Um, so, you know, will that, will that come to pass uh, Saturday? We'll see. Hugh Freeze talked about the way that these next three teams are playing, the way they've been recruiting the last five years versus the way we have. Now, we did beat A&M last year, but that was an emotionally charged atmosphere in Journeyer Stadium at night, cheering for our guy Cadillac. You know, we'll see. Uh, 22 Busy said, Hooks and Fairweather fair need to start stepping up. Yeah, um, don't quote me on this. I was listening to the guys over at Locked On today during work, and uh, so I may have misheard it because I was kind of working, you know, and all that. But I believe that Fairweather has been thrown to seven times and he has seven receptions. Um, so really to me, it's just more about feeding him. And I think that, uh, they were saying that hooks to has had a little bit of issues. Uh, if he's like a 44% target or completion percentage when he's targeted or something like that, hopefully that touchdown will get him going there. Right. Dialogue says, of course, he's a sex and client. Yeah. That's not surprising, bro. Like that's not surprising at all. Man getting in here saying 35 and 24 AU. I love it, bro. I'll get my prediction Friday. I'm going back and forth. I'm going to be honest. I'm going back and forth on predicting us to win or not. If it was at home. If it was at home, I would like it a lot. Um, I would pick us to win. And being on the road, I just don't know. But I do feel good about us already having a road win versus a powered five team under our belt. Um, it's just a lot of young pieces, a lot of new guys, and, you know, no Keontae, no Cam Stutz. But I say all that, and I'm, I don't know any, that much about AM, right? So I'm sure AM's got some uh, got guys banged up in key positions, too. That's just football. So we'll definitely touch on that more on, on Friday's episode. Michael Waltman says, need another wide receiver not named Fair to step up. Who you got this weekend? Like I just said, going to save that for Friday because, quite honestly, that, that's when we do our picks. But, honestly, I haven't decided. I really I really don't know. I want to bug. Uh, you know, you're not going to find any a bigger Auburn homer than me. But I also want to be realistic. So, I just don't know. Um, but, like a lot of people are saying, this could be the Jimbo. This could be Jimbo's buyout weekend. And I would freaking love that, man. And it's not – I'll say this. It's not – if I – Oh, Jackson Hall getting here saying can't practice today. Hey, let's go. Very, uh, yeah, for sure. We need him for sure. Or Eagle says 17-21 AU with a double. This is kind of where I'm leaning right now, man. I'm leaning into a low-scoring affair. I think that both defenses are solid. I know that AM's past defenses numbers aren't good. Three games in, 
I don't know if that's true or not. That very well could be true. What Miami did to him very well could be the issues that AM has. Um, I want to see though. I, I need to see more than just three weeks, right? If we come in there and light them up and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I'm I'm 50-50 on this on this game right now. I just my concern is more about Auburn, you know, it's just for so long now. And even through our three wins this year, especially the last two, I feel that like we just can't get the pistol away from the foot. We just keep putting it at our foot and keep shooting it. If we go in there and don't turn the ball over, we go in there and don't commit the penalties, then yeah, um, absolutely. I would like that. So let's talk about this guys confidence level heading into sec play. Get in these comments, man. Tell us something that you liked, and that's all right there. Tell me what's something that you've liked. Three games in, give me something that you liked. I'll tell y'all what I have liked. I've liked the defense creating turnovers. When we talked all summer about what this defense needed to do, about the lack of depth at defensive line, uh, obviously relied at the linebacker position, and all of those things, we talked about the way to – complement that the way to make up for that talent gap would be to create turnovers we've done it so far this defense has really been out there causing havoc creating turnovers and i don't know if we've seen the full complement of what what ron roberts wants to do yet i doubt that we have um so i know that saturday he's gonna let it fly what can caleb wouldn't do in that star position i haven't had the opportunity to watch ike's uh film breakdown yet I will do that later this week before the Friday episode. I'm really interested to see how Caleb performed in there. Excuse me, guys. And uh, so, uh, let's see. That's uh, that's one thing that I do like a lot. And I also, I like that we aired it out Saturday. I like that we put it in the air. I like that we completed some deep passes. It makes you feel good. I like that we didn't have any turnovers in the second half. I like the way we played in the second half. I like the adjustments that Ron Roberts has made. Really, I just like the defense, man. Like like Jalen Simpson is doing his thing. Uh, we know what DJ can, can do. So the defense is playing fast. They're playing physical. They're going and getting the ball. And that's something that was very, very important for us going into the season. We know we needed to do that. So as we go into this stretch here of playing A&M, Georgia, and then LSU, if this defense continues to create turnovers at this rate, we're going to win one of these games. And I stand by what I said all summer. You just got you just go four and two. Three and three is not the end of the world. Now, we got that bye week in there, so that would literally be a month without winning a game. I know that would be miserable. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. But I've always felt like these three games are just really tough. And then after that, the schedule really opens up. Vanderbilt's worse than I even expected. Arkansas was way worse than I expected. Alabama, tell me that Iron Bowl ain't looking ripe right now. Tell me that Iron Bowl ain't looking right in Jordan here right now, man. Uh, so that back end of the schedule, New Mexico is obviously trash. I feel really good about it's the it's this three game stretch right here. We just got to get through. If we go, if we just get through this thing at four and two halfway through the season, I really like where we're sitting. Three and three wouldn't be the end of the world, obviously. But uh, what I like, man, is that defense going and getting that ball. On the flip side, what has me concerned? is the offense giving away the ball and penalties at bad times, man. Um, I go back to you're all, you're on first and goal Saturday night. You try to throw a deep route, and Hugh alluded to this in his press conference. We wanted to get some work, he said. So you try to throw the deep route, or the, the fade route, excuse me, to, uh, to Rivaldo. You try to throw two in a row. You don't get them. 
Hugh said, hey, the first one I was fine with, the second one I need to punch that in. And I think Hickey was kind of telling Philip, hey, man, look, we got to punch that thing right there at the one. Uh, but I do not like the turnovers on offense. Obviously, you have seven in the last two games. It's hard to – I can't look at that and not be concerned. And the penalty. So, on, on, that, on the drive I'm talking about, you have the two, the two incompletions on first and second down. Then you have a situation where on third down you get a penalty – and now you're back. You were third and third and goal from the one, and now you're third and goal in the six. You force something when you have points in your back pocket, and all of a sudden you're coming away with no points. I'm concerned with the penalties. I'm concerned with the mental mistakes. Now, is this just a bunch of new guys, and they're all coming together? Because there's been a bunch of bad football. Cole Kublik has talked about this at nauseum. There's been a bunch of bad football across the nation. Uh, the NFL, if you watch NFL, they definitely – you can tell these teams have not had preseason or any of that kind of stuff. And there's some bad football going on right now all across America. Uh, so that doesn't mean – so we I say all the time we live in the Auburn cocoon, right? We look at everything through the Auburn glasses, the Auburn perspective. A&M has their issues, has their concerns too. They have new guys too. Everyone's dealing with roster turnover from the portal. Um, so, yes, we have those issues, but they do have them as well. But for me, I'm looking at it and I'm saying, bro, if we clean up these turnovers Saturday, like if we don't turn the ball over, then, boy, we're in there, right? So Chris calls, he gets back in here and says, I would like to, I would like to the D-line to step up and get some sacks, turnovers that didn't pressure Sanford's QB any until the second half. Yeah, Chris, so uh, I think we're 11th right now in pressuring the quarterback or maybe sacks. Uh and that's kind of what we expected, brother. Like, it just wasn't going to be that way this year with the defense. Um, we're going to have to create ways to get pressure on the quarterback. And now without Keontae, I love, was loving the way that Ron was using him. I hate that we only got to see that for a couple of games. Definitely sucks. Uh, but, yeah, so we're just going to have to keep creating those turnovers, man, because I just – I don't know if we're going to be able to get the sacks. Uh, like the D-line, I just – I don't see it, man. The bodies are just so thin. You know, a guy like Keldrick down there is really is a freshman. I think like he's your most talented guy as far as rushing the passer, probably. Jalen McLeod, maybe, but he's not healthy either, right? So your most talented pass rushers are not 100% ready to go. We need Jalen McLeod in a big way. Jalen McLeod had a huge night versus AM last year, and uh, we need him to step up and do that again, man. Jackson says, JD practiced at nickel today. I like this. You know, I'm a big JD guy. And uh, I think he's really talented. There's multiple ways you can use him because Kay and Lee has stepped right into that role at that outside corner and locked it up. Um, it'll be helpful. It'll be nice to get Nehemiah back in that rotation, but I don't think Nehemiah is getting his job back. And obviously DJ is what DJ is. Robinson says it's Tuesday. Still smoke them two by two scores. Hey, let's go, man. Let's go. Two scores. I like that brother. Clarence Smith, I know this name. Do not like we haven't been able to establish run game. Need to create balance to win in the SEC. Yeah, so let's let's talk about this offensive line for a second, right? Um, it's better than last year's. I will say that I do think it has improved, but I don't know if it's what it's been. I don't know if it's been what it was cracked up to be preseason. We were told, like, we're going to be able to run the ball. We felt like, based on what we were told preseason, we were going to be able to just run the ball regardless of situation. Hasn't appeared to be the case. So uh, there's been there's been flashes. If you would have told me Jarquez's numbers are what they are going into the AM game before the season, 
I would have told you you're high. And so we got to get 27 going. It seems like he's dealing with an injury issue now. This it sucks, man. This might be one of them years where it just doesn't go the way we thought, right? You can you can write the script, but football's football, man. You can never really tell how this stuff's going to pan out. And Jarquez is just not – it just hasn't worked. Uh, didn't get to play week one. We all know what the deal is with that. And then it just hasn't really got to click. And I don't know if I want to be critical on the rotation of running backs. You guys tell me what you think on that. But it's like I feel like we're rotating them too much. But then I uh, they're all good and they're all talented. And I want them to get their carries. And Jeremiah Cobb is a guy that's earning his carries. But I feel like he got to get a guy established, you know, like let Damari get established and all that. So to Clarence's point, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's my pops. Uh, <laughs> um, you got to my dad wants to see you run the ball, man. My dad wants to see you run the ball. And you already know you got to run the damn ball. And uh, I think that we can do it. Um, It's just the short yardage situations, the critical ones, those third and shorts. We've got stuffed a couple of times. Those fourth and shorts, we've got stuffed a couple of times. Our, if you're running the ball the way you need to run the ball, our red zone numbers will be a lot better. So we're going to have to create ways. I really, really love being down there on, within the five and putting the ball in Robbie's hands. Don't like seeing Robbie coming in and out in between the 20s. But when you're down there, man, it does give them something else to think about. You keep doing that, eventually you're going to have a tight end. You're going to have uh, somebody coming out the back. So there's so many things you can do to where Robbie can't just dump one out. I love because you saw on the second touchdown with Robbie in, in the five-yard line where he just handed it off to Jarquez, they got to focus on Robbie because he had scored in that previous situation. So I do like that. Uh, I like that situation. Uh, Position having Robbie within the five ten yard line, having him do his thing. But yes, we have got to establish a run consistently to win uh, win ball games in this league the way that we want to win ball games in this league. Let's see here up to the comments. War Eagle says, "Got my level up T-shirt yesterday." Hey, appreciate you, brother. I got mine on right now. You can go to warreport.com slash shop, get you a level up t-shirt, man. Help us out tremendously. We would appreciate that. And War Eagle is a member, man, and he helps us out tremendously. We appreciate you, War Eagle. It ain't nothing but love, baby. Tony Barnhart says, we need McLeod at 100%. Not going to get an argument from me, Tony. Uh, Hugh said, I believe after the Cal game that he's at like 80, he was at 85% for the Cal game. And I'm like, well, damn, if that's 85% of what Jalen McLeod's got going on, then I need to see him at 100%. So I'm with you right there. He's uh, he's crucial. He's st- he establishes the edge for us, helps set the edge for us, rush defense, and obviously he's one of our most talented pass rushers, and that's something that we're struggling to get from our defensive line and edge rushers right now. Tony also chimes in and says, I like that hat, by the way, on your picture. Ron Roberts' scheme doesn't ask interior D linemen to penetrate too far. They hold the line. The Jack has to get pressure plus linebackers and DB blitzing for sure. 100% that is correct. But our boy, uh, our hair, uh, Marcus Harris is doing all kinds of things over there. Up tempo going head to head with Josh Pate. Hey, look, hey, hey, man, Max brother. Uh, Josh Pate's the goat dude. Josh Pate's the goat. Uh, I'm doing this by myself tonight and I don't like it. Blake having some technical difficulties. I don't know how Josh can hold the show. Uh, Three, four nights a week by itself for an hour, man. Josh is the man for sure. Uh, very informative guy. Knows a ton about football. And the thing I love about Josh Pate is, is Josh is real, brother. Like he, uh, that's a real football fan right there. He loves college football. He loves the game. So for sure, I uh, I like Josh a lot. Retire Saban will be great. Are you saying retiring Saban will be great, Chris? Hey, 
<laughs> old age might retire Nick Saban. I don't know, though. He says it ain't coming, but I think it's coming. Jackson says defense is good, but it's a whole different level with Jalen McLeod in there for sure. Jalen getting a lot of love. I agree with all you guys on that. All right. Let's see here. Yeah, Chris is very fine. He's saying we're going to retire Saban. So, Chris, are you saying we're retiring two coaches, bro? So, we're retiring Jimbo. We're retiring Nick Saban. Dang. Dang. Are we smacking Lane Kiffin around and then making him? They're not going to fire Lane. But are we going to smack him around and make him reconsider? Talk to me, Chris. Mad Max says, hey, man, Josh Salter somewhere too, you all. Hey, for sure, brother. Appreciate that. Uh, I have a very, very similar story, life story to Josh Pace. So uh, 100%. All right, guys, look, let's see. Let's get over here. And you guys keep chiming in with what your concerns, what you feel good about so far. Let's do this. Give me a player on each side of the ball three games in that you're most impressed with. Most impressed with on offense, most impressed with on defense. Got got to be somebody you didn't expect, right? Uh, I say that. I'm going to give you my answer. My answer on offense is Cam Stutz. I didn't expect it. Cam Stutz and Jay Fair. Mike G tried to tell us about Jay Fair, and Mike G was right. And for one, Jay Fair has been overwhelmingly targeted. He's been targeted. His He's number one, and Shane Hooks is number two, I do believe. Um, overwhelming amount of the targets have gone to Jay Fair. Mike G alluded to that, saying, hey, Peyton Thorne looked at the A-Day film and said, Jay Fair wide open. Let me get him to rock. And that has been that has been true. So I'm impressed with Jay Fair living up to the hype. You know, I'm not trying to down on a guy, but a guy like Cam Brown, we always hear about what Cam Brown does in practice. We got to see it. I'm not saying Cam ain't capable of doing it. I love Cam. I think Cam's capable of doing it. I got to see it. Jay Fair is putting it on tape. I'm impressed with Jay Fair, and I'm impressed with Cam Stutz, man. Cam Stutz has came in, and he has established himself. I didn't think he was even going to hold a starting job past week one. I was dead wrong about Cam Stutz. He's been putting in work, bro. On defense, um, K and Lee, man. K and Like, this dude is not – barring injury, always, right? K and Lee is going to start every game for Auburn – until he is eligible for the NFL draft. And then he will go to the NFL draft and he will make a lot of money. Kane Lee will not have a lot of good stats, just like Carlton Davis, because they ain't throwing it over there because he's a blanket. This side of the field, hot now. Done. Oh, and if you look at all the young cats we got, ain't nothing changed, dude. Ain't nothing changed over here. So <laughs> it's only going to get nastier. Uh, and, you know, my boy Blake also is uh, – Blake called it, man. He said Simpo was going to get five. He said Jalen Simpson was going to get five picks and Simp is up to three. I laugh when Blake said it. I was like, it ain't that I don't believe in Simp, brother. Five's a junior Rose Green, college Rogers number. Hey, he's already on the way. So also I'm impressed with uh, impressed with Jalen Simpson. Jason Jones, uh, Jordan or Justin Rogers, excuse me, they're doing their thing as well. Let's see. Who's, uh, how did I miss this one? Asante. Is he the player? Is he the is if through the, through the first three games? Is he the player of the defense? Defensive player so far? I would say so. Uh, Asante's just been, and it was cool, man. We we heard about it, and uh, he is just. 
I have no idea how he wasn't on the field last year, but he plays old school Auburn football, man. That guy reminds me of a Carlos Dansby, you know, uh, really out there flying around. A more recent name some people would remember would be a, a Jacoby McClain. He is just all over the field. Not the same play style, but he reminds me of a Robinson Therese. I know they're different positions, not the same play style. But whenever you're looking for the ball, there he is. There's your boy. So, yeah, definitely Eugene for sure has been super impressive. Jackson Hall says we're retiring Zach Arnett. I think you just want to hear me get on Zach Arnett, bro. I'll talk about it for a second. Hold on. Let me get a swig of the waters. I'll talk about Zach Arnett. Listen, I'll try to tell y'all. And I understand, I understand the situation. This dude ain't it. If Mississippi State wants to move forward as a program, I understand what happened. Rest in peace to the pirate and all that kind of stuff. I understand that it was a very tough situation for their administration. When this season's over with, you got to cut ties with Zach Arnett, man. You got to cut ties with Zach Arnett. That guy is just not D1 SEC head coach material. What they're trying to do with Will Rogers is criminal. Like it's pathetic to watch. And their crowd was booing halfway through the first quarter because they know how bad it is and they ain't trying to watch that neither. You're taking a spread system, you're taking all guys that recruited for a spread, and now you're trying to run between the tackles pro style. Like, come on, bro. Tony Barhart gets in here and says, offense, Valdo needs more targets, defense simp. Hey, I always say feed var. I'm gonna start saying it too with you, Tony. Feed Valdo, bro. What do we like? Seven targets, seven catches. But then again, it seems like they came out in the second half after Cal and said, we're targeting Rivaldo Fairweather. They did it, and then they came out and did it early, uh, try to get him established. It's, the game plan Saturday versus Sanford was to get him established, right? Feed Rivaldo, and they definitely did that, so for sure. Uh, a lot of some more love for Rivaldo coming in here. Let's see. Michael says Harris on defense. I like that, dude. Harris has been playing really, really good. 22 Busy says it's good to see a linebacker step up. Yes, indeed. Position of need, right? We talked about it in the offseason. Everybody was worried about it. Still really thin there, but I do think that uh, Larry Nixon has played well. Um, so, and obviously, like you, like you said here, Eugene is stepping up. So, Jackson with a good point here. Messiah Neely Kite is underrated, holds his gap, doesn't get pushed around. Not going to argue with you there, man. He is playing pretty, pretty well. Mad Max says, Potato Man did not see Asante's value, apparently. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, according to Potato Man's family, Eugene went to a head coach and said, I don't want to start. And if you believe that, then as George Strait said, I got some oceanfront property in Arizona. He might have asked to be on the scout team, but I didn't. I guarantee you, he didn't ask to be on the scout team and not be on the field. She can take that to some other flea market and sell that shit somewhere else because I ain't, I ain't buying that. Here we go. ATM is worried about Fairweather. What's that? Brown Brown Belt Blaze. ATM is worried about Fairweather. They should be. They should be. I mean, the dude's a matchup problem. Um, I think he's one and done at Auburn. I think he's going to be go about third or fourth round. And I think he's going to have a nice little career. Um, if he, if I was advising him, and this, I'm, this is totally an Auburn homer take, I would tell him come back another year and uh, improve your overall game as a tight end and blocking. But you know, that's just me wanting to have the talented guy for more than one year. It sounds like scout team or nothing. No one asked to not start. Yeah, Mad Max. I mean, come on, brother. Like, come on. If you've ever talked to a D1 athlete, hell, if you ever talked to anybody on a high school team, like. 
competitors are competitors, bro. Eugene Asante did not say, yeah, uh, I don't want to play. Can you just put me on the scout team, coach? And then, even if that was true, it still doesn't – it almost makes it look worse on the previous staff because we're seeing him balling. So it's like, well, you should have came to him and been like, no, nah, really, like you need to be on the field. Like you just accepted that. Uh, the whole – yeah, nothing about any of that made any sense, and I just wish that his whole family would – Go away. Guys, the chat is popping. Y'all are helping me out a lot, man. I really don't like doing this by myself. Appreciate you guys. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping. Like I said, go over here to the warportshop.com to get the t-shirt that I'm currently wearing. If you have not used the 15% off code for UPTEMPO, all caps, UPTEMPO for Home Pit Apparel, do that. And the Varsity Squad members, our podcast for you guys, your members podcast is dropping every single week. We'll be dropping for you guys tomorrow. If you're not over there, man, join now. And look, Friday night, me and Blake went up to Foley, watched four-star Bryce Kane versus five-star Perry Thompson. And uh, I'll play a little clip here, just a little preview for what the varsity guys get. Let's mute it here. Look at this right here. Watch Bryce. If you listen on audio, you're just missing some kids getting burnt. Bryce Kane up top. Boom. You can put that safety over there. It really doesn't matter, man. It really doesn't matter. Bryce had three tutties on the night. Uh, no catches for Bryce in the first half. Tight ball game. He comes back in the second half, dude. Just goes off with three tutties. Uh, every single rep these guys uh, had Friday night, me and Blake got him recorded. So the full breakdown coming for you, the members. Got Perry right here. No, it's just my bad, guys. That's the wrong one. Thought I had one for Perry there, but – uh. Yeah, we got, we got all this for you guys. I got the Perry touchdown. Perry did a lot of running, man. A lot of reverses for Perry. A lot of halfback dives. Very, I didn't like the way Perry was used, but uh, every single rep between Perry Thompson and, and Bryce came Friday night, we've got it on film for you guys. So full breakdown, things that we like, things that they can work on, all that kind of stuff. And uh, oh no, 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 this is uh, this. So watch this. This is the right one. This is Perry. This is Perry guarding Bryce. They go deep to Bryce, and this is Perry playing a little safety, a little Auburn on Auburn action here, man. They're trying to go up top to Bryce. Look at Perry. <laughs> Perry paying a little free safety, man. It was a it was a good time. It was a great game. Uh, the best game that I've been to so far. Um, me and Blake had a bash, uh, had a blast, excuse me. And uh, both guys really went at it. Four touchdowns between the two, three of those coming from Bryce. Perry's situation is a little more about his system, right? But uh his touchdown was unbelievable. I'm sure y'all have seen it all over the uh all over Twitters or X's or whatever it's called nowadays. And uh so both guys balled tomorrow, I would say four to five ish in the afternoon. That'll be up for our varsity squad members, man. Full breakdown of that. Also we'll get into some highlights of the other recruits and uh, how they did last week as well. So that will be coming for you guys. All right, look, Hugh Freeze took to the podium yesterday, right? And there was something that he talked about that I found very, very interesting, and I wanted to play the clip. So I'm going to play this clip for you guys, and then we're going to get in here. Talk yeah. Well, I thought we were going to do that. Hold on just a second. The joys of running this thing by yourself. Yeah, we're still learning who we are, truthfully, in the wide receiver room. So I think that will continue to be a rotation there. Um, I, I, you know, the biggest goal for this week against such a talented team and one that's really, really good on third down is you've got to keep yourself in third and manageable. You can't you can't survive in, in the third and longs. You're not going to drop back and 
and win a lot of uh, routes against them. They're, they're really talented. So we've got to keep it in third and manageable, hopefully short, um, to where we can run or pass. All right, that was head coach Hugh Freeze answering our question. Mike G had originally asked about wide receiver rotation, and Hugh kind of works his way around to that. Yeah, this is the this is crucial to me, right? This is something that we did not do well at all last year. It's been better this year, but I'm still not. Uh, I got to see it first. You know, a team that's of SEC caliber, of SEC talent level. And that is just, man, if it's only three yards on first down, if it's only two or three yards on second down, you got to get it. You got to get in there, man, and make it happen. Or you got to just get positive. You can't get the false starts. You can't get the, you can't line up wrong, get your illegal procedures, you know, ineligible man downfield. Like I keep saying, man, it's, and I don't, I go back and forth on how I'm going to predict my prediction for Friday, but. I just have to see Auburn take the gun away from the foot. Quit shooting yourself in the damn foot, you know. And that's a big part of what the clip I just played from Coach Hugh Freeze. No penalties on first and second down. Get into third manageable. Now, like I just talked about previous on the previous section, we, we got to do better in those third, third and twos, those fourth and ones, those short yardage situations. But in a big game like this on the road, you have got to stay in situations where you have to make them honor the run, honor the pass. You want to be in third and threes, nothing more than that. You want to make them think, okay, what do they got going on right here? You got to make them honest. You got to make them honor both things. What are you going to do? And you got to stay out of third and seven, third and eight, third and nine. Don't let that cult, that college station crowd get hyped up. Don't let that defense pin their ears back and get after Peyton Thorne because so far from what we've seen from Peyton Thorne is mistakes can be made. Now, this is this is where Peyton Thorne needs to step up, right? You could, this is your third year now starting at a Power 5 program. Michigan State's a Big Ten team. They play in big games versus Ohio State versus Michigan. That's, so he's been on the big stage. So 11 a.m. at College Station shouldn't be nothing for Peyton Thorne. I need to see a clean game. No turnovers. When Jair Shorter's running across the middle on the drag route, Hit Jair Shorter on the middle for the drag route, brother. Take the check downs. When Jarquez is there, when Damari's there, Jeremiah's there, hit him. Hit the check down. Take it. When we're in the red zone, take the points. Take them. We're not playing Sanford anymore. There's no more cows. I mean, we got Vandy and New Mexico State down the line, right? But you, you can't chase points anymore. You can't leave points on the board. When you're in the red zone, you got to come away with three minimum. I want to see you start scoring more touchdowns in the damn red zone, but you got to come away with three points. So when it comes to first and second down, you just have to stay ahead of the chains. Like to me, that's going to be such a big part of this game. That Texas A&M defensive line is going to want to feast. They're going to want to put Peyton Thorne. We've played three games. Have you seen the team yet worry about us passing the ball? They seem pretty dead set on we're going to stop Auburn from running, and if they beat us through the air, they'll beat us through the air. And if I was an opposing defensive coordinator, that's how I would view it, you know. Like, okay, I'm not going to let Damari or Jarquez or Jeremiah or any of these guys eat, but if you can get me with Shane Hooks and Peyton Thorne or whatever, then you get me. That's how I would be approaching it too. But the key thing there for Peyton Thorne to be comfortable is staying ahead of the chains. No penalties on first down. No penalties on second down. Get three. Get four yards, you know. This, this, it's, it's the little stuff, right? 
keeping them legs moving when the running back think he's stopping, he falls forward for that extra two. And then it comes down that third down, you barely get it. But if he never would have done that on first down, you wouldn't have got that far. You see what I'm saying? Everyone knows football is a game of inches. Stay ahead of the chains on the road in the SEC. That's why I wanted to play that clip because Hugh Freeze get it, gets it. Let's get over here to these comments, man, and see what you guys got going on. Dialogue says, Dialogue, excuse me. Jimbo was praising Auburn's D and his presser. Our secondary is stacked. Yeah, I need to go check out what uh, what Jimbo said. I always have a hard time listening to a, the entirety of a Jimbo press conference, but um, just like just like chalk on a board. But uh, yeah, our secondary is stacked, and I think he knows that. And if we can get Nehemiah back, then for sure. Charles Allen gets in here talking about Nehemiah. By the way, Charles, thank you. I saw that you had uh, – when I was playing the Hugh clip, I retweeted your tweet real quick. I don't – obviously, tonight I don't have time to even shoot the link out. So, if you guys can get in here, share the link out, shoot it out on Twitter, man. That helps us out a whole lot because I'm not just going to stop and, and make y'all wait while I send out a tweet. So, thank you, Charles. Uh, Nehemiah – he says that Nehemiah is at the top of the depth chart for AM. So, clarify for this for me, Charles, because I saw earlier you said Mike G had posted the um, – had posted a depth chart. I saw I saw the tweet well uh, this well this morning, and um, there was a lot of guys on that. Like like Keontae Scott was listed as a starter on that depth chart, and we know for certain that Keontae Scott is not going to start. So if that was the one that he had put up this morning, I don't know how much stock I would put into that. I think that's just the uh, the SID passing something out because Keontae was listed on there as a starting in the star position. If you've seen a new one, then let me know. But I, but if it's the one talking about that Mike D posted this morning. I saw that. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I don't believe that was uh, accurate. Uh, not saying that Mike put out inaccurate information. I believe that's what he was handed at the presser, but you know what I'm saying. Mike Waltman, 4-1 and one at AM. Yeah, for sure, bro. Like, so, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, we're 4-1 and one at AM all the time. It hasn't been an atmosphere that's really Auburn has struggled with in the past, but the last, the last, how many people are even on the team from the last time we went there? You know, much less those other four, those other three wins besides that one. So, uh, you know, that's a good stat, and uh, it does kind of show that historically, it's College Station is not as scary as AM fans would like it to be, especially at LA at 11 a.m. I think everybody was happy to see that, right? But, uh, you know, well, I don't, I don't know how much that holds, holds Saturday, but it does give you a little bit of confidence. Saw Devin got in here. Devin, how are we doing, darling? Good evening. War Eagle to everyone. Hey, Miss Devin, thank you for all your support. You know, we appreciate you. And War Damn Eagle to you. Jackson Hall says, I think in between tackles, I think in between tackles running open up because sorry if I'm reading you wrong. Opens up because Peyton showed he has wheels and can burn you if you don't account for him. You're so this is a good point, Jackson. Um, like I said on a recap show. I don't think Peyton Thorne ever runs for 100 yards again this season. Or if he does, he certainly – it doesn't look like that. Like, he obviously made some runs first saying for that Peyton Thorne might not make versus SEC teams. But I think that, like our boy Jake Crane has come on the show several times and talked about, he just has to be good enough to make them honor the run part of the RPO, right? And what he did Saturday – was good enough to make them honor the run part of the RPO. So I do like that we put that on film. And honestly, I was a little surprised. I he looked more, he's more athletic than I gave him credit for. I'll say it that way. I, I didn't think that Peyton Thorne had, had quite had the wheels like that. 
let's see. Michael gets in here and says, at Stephen, A&M is mid with high-level talent. Yeah, I mean, there's no ah, – that's why I'm so back and forth on this pick because it's, I, I, I'm one of the people I might put too much stock into recruiting sometimes. Like, I'm looking at this matchup and I'm looking at the talent and I'm just saying, ah, they're just so much better than us. But the talent's not being coached well. And I'm talking to myself. It's not being coached right. They're not being put in the right positions. It's damn sure not being developed. I went and saw Cam Coleman two weeks ago. Cam Coleman, listen to me right now, buddy. A&M ain't the move, man. A&M is not the move. I don't care what the bag is. And that's easy for me to say. I get it. Because I ain't the one, one staring the bag in the face. But I know what the bag at Auburn is. I know it's not that. I know it's not what you got. Man, the Auburn bag ain't bad. Cam Coleman, stay tuned. You saw Hugh Freeze was at the game Friday night. A&M is mid, and they're mid, Michael, because they don't develop their talent. There's no excuse for recruiting the way that Jimbo consistently recruits and then not developing it. It's, it's crazy. It's wild. We watched Gus recruit top 12, top 10 talent and not develop it. Jimbo's recruiting top three, top five, hell, top one. I think the first a year or two ago, right? Just not developing it. It's on you, bro. You can bring in Bobby Petrino or do whatever you want to do and change the system up a little bit. And that might account for something here, there, or whatever. Man, they went down to Miami with about 15,000 people in the seats. Did you know that was a BOGO in, in Miami? Buy one, get one? It, it was. For the AM game in Miami, it's buy one, get one. Buy a ticket, get a ticket for free. And they still fill that thing up about halfway. They about 30000 in there. So about 15000 paid for it. And AM goes over there and gets smacked. Miami just lights them up through the air. Yeah, there's, there's problems. There's problems at AM. I'm not denying that. And I know we beat them last year. You know, I, I, I get all that. So it's, uh, I'm stressed. It's only Tuesday. And I'm so stressed about this damn game. Um, just protect the ball, man. That's really my thing. Protect the ball. You can't go on the road and do what you did on the road versus Cal. You're not getting out of there with a win. Let's see what else you guys got going on in here. Steven says, Auburn is mid with mid-talent and loses 35-10. to 10. Steven, I'm not going to argue with you that Auburn is mid or that Auburn has mid-talent. I would say our talent's probably above mid. You know, if you want to look at a mid-talent level team, I would direct you towards Arkansas or Mississippi State. Those are teams that have mid-talent compared to the SEC or, or, you know, in comparison to teams in the SEC. Um, But as far as your uh, 35 to 10 here, brother, come back Sunday. We'll be live Sunday at 3 o'clock. We'll be live on the War Report channel post-game, after the game. Uh, I'll see you there, Steven. Now, I, I might come Friday, I might predict AM to win. But 35 to 10? Bubba, what state you in? Medical marijuana legal over there? Because uh, you might need to get in your script, brother. They gave you some bad stuff, my man. They gave you some bad stuff. Uh, mid. Yeah. Yeah, Auburn's had back-to-back losing seasons. And then the year before that was a COVID year with uh, Gus Malzahn. And I think we went six and five. So six wins. Then six and seven, then five and seven over the past three years. So I would agree with you. Auburn's mid. Our goal this year is eight wins. 
So yeah, we're mid. It's called a rebuild. It's called having uh making the worst hire that you've ever you've ever made in the history of your program. But uh, Auburn's coach isn't mid. So and that recruiting class isn't mid. Bryce Kane's not mid. Perry Thompson isn't mid. Demarcus Riddick isn't mid. DeAndre Carter isn't mid. Walker White isn't mid. There's a lot of freshmen right now on this team. Connor Liu, he's not mid. Jeremiah Cobb, he's not mid. Kane Lee, he's not mid. So there's a lot of guys that are going to be playing for this Auburn team for a long time that aren't mid. So, uh, Stephen, I'm not sure who your team is, but I would like to know because if they're an SEC team, I haven't seen an SEC team that isn't that, you know, PSU, Penn State. What are you doing on our stream? Like, why are you here? Y'all got us. Congratulations. Y'all kicked our ass. I was at the game. Y'all handed it to us. You beat the worst coach in, in Auburn history. And I'm not, I'm not sounding like a trash talking point. Y'all handled business. We came up there. You beat us. You came down here and handed Auburn Auburn's worst non-conference loss at home. So shout out to Penn State. Good luck in the Big Ten, brother. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't really know what to tell you. Um, I will say this, though. Haven't seen Penn State hold up any national championship trophies in my lifetime. I, I have seen Auburn do that. So, you know, haven't seen Penn State going defeated in my lifetime. I have seen Auburn do that. Hey, it's all good, though. Props to you. You got us last year in your double. Hopefully we'll catch you down the bowl game. I think that James Franklin is one hell of a coach, and that is a uh, good – yeah, yeah, he's he's crazy. 35 to 10. Come back though, man. Come back Sunday at three o'clock and uh we'll laugh at how wrong you are. But I'm not going to sit here and entertain Big Ten, Big Ten foes anymore, right? Props to them. They got us. Uh we'll move on. All right, guys. Keep getting your comments in here, man. Like hey, we just clicked over a thousand subscribers. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button if you haven't. A big, big thank you, man, to Ike, to Mike, to C-Dub, to B-Will, all our guys over there at the Warport. Shout out to my guy, Blake. I'm sure he's watching now. We try to get Blake's computer going, man, I don't know what in the world uh, was going on tonight. He was just super glitchy and choppy, and we don't want to put out no uh, no Jimbo-style product, right? So we don't want to do that, and uh, so we just – just me solo dolo tonight. Really appreciate you guys in here helping us out, though, man. Appreciate all the subs, all the likes. Our members are memberships are popping, man. They really are. And like I said, you know that that membership uh, pod is coming up for you guys tomorrow. So really appreciate it. Let's do this before we get out of here. What do you guys think? Hit me in the comments. What is the key? What is the key to win Saturday? And what is the one thing that if it happens, we lose? If we don't do this or if this happens, we're not going to win. And what is the one thing you're looking at and you're saying, okay, if we do that. Somebody mentioned Josh Payton earlier. He has a section called padlock stats, right? What are some padlock stats? What are some things you want to see? And uh, y'all know me, man. I, I can't let it go. To the Penn State fan, um, you know one thing that Auburn fans can do? We can celebrate Suge Jordan. We can celebrate Pat Dye. We can celebrate our all-time great coaches. We can do that. Because they're not marred in scandal. You understand what I'm saying? We can celebrate our past. We can celebrate our history. We don't have anything to be ashamed of. You, my friend. <laughs> can you celebrate your all-time coach? Does he even have a statue up or did you have to take that down? I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. The fly that landed on shit, right? For me, Saturday, padlock stat. 
Auburn, you can't turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball over. Just protect the football. Do what you've been doing. Feed Jay Fair. Feed Rivaldo Fairweather. Let's get Shane Hooks going and protect that football. I think we got to run the ball at about 4.2 to 4.5 a carry. I would obviously like to see better than that, but I'm just saying like as a floor, you got to be around that average, and you got to make big plays. The last time that we went to A&M, Kobe Hudson dropped some big plays, right? Bo Nix missed some wide-open guys. We had tons of big plays just sitting there, and we didn't make them. Didn't get it done. You got to bust through and make the play, man. Like, now's the time. So you got to take that slant route that was going to be a gain of nine, a gain of 10. You got to turn that thing into a gain of 25, a gain of 30. Somebody got to step up and make plays. Like our defense has done so far this year, when that ball's on the ground, fall on that thing. And if it's tip drill, come down with that thing. Anytime they give you an opportunity to make a play, you have to make a play. You got to do it. So I need to see... I need to see regular plays turned into big plays on offense, and I need to see the football protected. Defensively, just find a way to stack Wigman. Just put pressure on Wigman. Like any quarterback, his it, it cracks me up on guys, they read off the numbers and they go, well, this guy's 38% completion percentage versus pressure. When you get after him, that's every quarterback. Every quarterback. You get after the quarterback, his numbers go way down. So get after Wigman. What if you get up big early and take the crowd out of it? You know? What if you get the ball first, or it doesn't matter. You, they get the ball first, you get a stop, then you get the ball, and you come out and you make something happen, man. Kill it in there, punch that thing in early, take the crowd out of it, right, and uh, and just make something happen, man. So for me, it would be get up early and protect that football. Let's see what you guys are saying here. Padlock stat, time of possession. I like this, Jackson Hall, for sure. Uh, with the new clock rules, if you can get up big, like – if you can get up like 14, 21 points, hell yeah, Jackson. Pound that clock, man. Pound the rock. Control time of possession. You control the game. The game is in your hands. We'll be sitting at the house. We'll be watching all the Dr. Pepper commercials. Mm. War Eagle says, <laughs> talking to take a use math from 2003. Yes, sir. Capital One Ball 2003 champs. Let them know, War Eagle, where my OGs at. Amir says, War Damn Eagle. 24 to 21 all but hey amir uh you always are tweeting us out on social media man you're always showing love to the podcast i want you to know amir that you're greatly appreciated brother thank you for your support um auburn 24 to 21 i like it is this a walk-off field goal you got mcpherson with a walk-off field goal holler at me in the comments play clean on offense play well on defense 22 busy hey simple enough bro simple enough you make that happen you win a lot of games Michael says, pressure the QB and rattle him early, and we and we win. Give him time, and we will make it a tough one. Turn the ball over, and we lose. Give him time, and we will make Yeah, okay, got you. Yeah, I'm with you, man. It's all about getting pressure on the QB, dude. Just find a way to get to win, man. Don't let him get established. Don't let him get comfortable. Jason Luther, two takeaways and 250-plus passing 27 to 20 AU. Excuse me. I like that, Jason. I like that a lot. So two takeaways. I'm assuming you're saying we don't turn the ball over. Uh, so you win the turnover battle by two. And then 250-plus passing yards. Yeah, man, if we go on the road and throw for 250 and it looks crisp with no turnovers, I like that. I think that you definitely are setting yourself up for a uh, for a dub there. 
Amir says, you know it. Hell yeah. Appreciate you, brother. Dale says, defense is about to show how elite they are. Yeah, Dale. You know, people kind of been uh, trying to like poo-poo on the defense, right? Trying to kind of pull the pull the curtain back, say, ah, look, they're really not that good, man. They haven't played nobody. And that's a that's fair. You know, that is fair. Like we have not played a tough, a tough uh, offense yet, I don't believe. But I agree with you. I think this defense is elite. I think there are concerns and depth issues at certain points, but I think that Ron Roberts – well, I'll take back elite. I don't know if this defense is elite yet, but I do think this defense is above average, good. I think they're good. I think it's good. You know, Can they go from there? I don't know. we got to see. But I think that Ron Roberts is doing a hell of a job putting the guys um, in the right position. I think there's some elite talent on this team. Kay and Lee is an elite talent. I have no doubt about that. I think Sylvester Smith's an elite talent. It's not his year. But uh, DJ James obviously is what he is. I think Simp is an elite safety. He has just been a completely different player since he moved over there to the safety spot. So there's definitely elite talent. I think the coaching might be elite, you know. It's just the, it's just the depth that's kind of the concern. But um, I think they do put on a show Saturday. I do think – I do I agree with you with that. And um, I think our defense is going to keep us in a lot of games, a lot of games. We're going to need them these next three weeks. Devin said, I read that they allow QB pressures 49% of the time. Well, guess what Ron Roberts likes to do, Devin, about half the time. <laughs> I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, right? But, like, you know, Ron Roberts is going to bring the house. So, if they are allowing that many pressures, um, I love that. That's a great stat, Devin. Thank you for putting that in there. Uh, yeah, we should be able to eat. We, well, I can't say we should be able to eat. We have so many injuries. No, J uh, Does Jalen go? Does Keldrick go? If those guys can go. You know, if Donovan Kaufman can go and you can uh, – Ron Roberts can dial up some unique blitzes with Ron or with, with DK and all those kind of things. So, I know we keep saying, like, Cam Riley, get it going. There's just uh, – I've got to find unique ways to get pressure because we don't have the bodies to do it. And uh, I know somebody put in the comments earlier, so I forget who, that uh, you just – Ron Roberts' defense isn't necessarily designed to get a whole lot of pressure from the interior. And so with a guy like Jason Jones and, and Rogers, who are probably our best players on the D line, but it's not their job necessarily to get pressure. So we do lack bodies when it comes to pass rush. So we have to create different ways. And uh, I've, from what I've seen, Devin, I like what Ron Roberts can do and capitalizing on this data that they give up pressure 49% of the time. That is pretty wild. So you gotta be thinking half the time they drop back will be in their grill. We have been showing we don't see open routes on RPOs going to light them up. Hey, Peyton Thorne was 13 of 15, if I heard correctly. Again, shout out to Charlie Five. It's Charlie Five stat. Uh, 13 of 15 on RPOs last week. It's first Stanford, but hey. And then when you think about how he ran the ball, it's like, and again, I haven't watched Ike's film breakdown yet, but I look at it and say, damn, I think Peyton did did pretty uh, pretty well running the RPO. Last second, guys. I'm about to get out of here in the next couple of minutes. Get your last second comments, thoughts, questions in, anything like that. Uh, if you have not liked the video, if you have not subscribed, please do share this out on social media, all those kinds of things. Charles Allen says, We feel I feel really confident that Auburn will get the win. Charles, I like your confidence, bro. I like Charles. Charles is my dude. Um oh, damn. I knew this was gonna happen. I knew I was gonna get on this live show. And all y'all were going to convince me to, to that we were going to win the damn game. And what's going to happen is, is I'm going to go against what I, what I, my instincts are on Friday, and I'm going to probably book hard. And and when this is y'all's fault, everybody on here got me. 
Got me barning, bro. War Eagle popping in. Yeah. But we got house calls on some handoffs. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Hey, you guys have been a big help tonight for real, man. Uh, last second, we kind of had to throw it together. Apologize that Blake couldn't get in here. We will have all that fixed up by Friday for sure, man. Uh, sometimes the internet's just that weird. It gets to rain and this, that, and the other. You just never know. So trying to see if there's anything in here that I missed. Shut JP. A. we got a better kicker. I hope so, man. He's two for two. Um, I want to see him really tested, right? I want to I want to see McPherson really tested. But uh, I like his leg. Did anybody see the Mizzou kid? How about that, bro? 61-yard walk-off. Michael says, Auburn, 24-17. Man, a lot of y'all are in this area. No one – I don't think of any of the predictions I've seen. I don't think anybody – has predicted uh, anything over 30 points. Everyone's hanging around this 24-17, 24-21. I even saw somebody said 20-17 to 17 earlier. So everyone's kind of predicting this to be a uh, a low-scoring defensive battle. So the question is, is will it be like uh, will it be like the Cal game, how we all expected a whole bunch of points, and then <laughs> and then it, you know it comes to slugfest? Will it be? Will it, we all expect a slugfest here, and then it be a shootout? Yeah, who knows? But I'm with everybody on this one. Uh, I think 24 is a number, like 24, 27. If a team gets 30, really, if a team finds 30 in this game, you got to think they win, right? But I think that a 24 to 27 is going to be the number. He gave us a game last year, the Mizzou kick. Yeah, that's why I brought him up because it's like he gave us a chip shot, bro. He missed straight chip shot. And I'm watching him hit 61-yard walk-offs. So I'm just like, all right. Jackson says, Wakeman is a sitting duck back there. That's a good sign for, for a white kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the white kid for Cal. Um, that's, a, that's a hell of a way of distinguishing him, Jackson. But he did not look. He did not look good. Die look. Thicker kicker. Hey, bro. You got to love a thicker kicker. If our Penn State guy's still in here, they had a thicker kicker one back in the day that used to lay hits. But Steven disappeared, bro. He got mad at what I said about old Joe Pa. But they're probably not even allowed to say Joe Pa's name. So I'll leave it alone, bro. I'll leave it alone. Get the hell out of here with the Penn State. All right, y'all. I'm going to get out of here. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Share it out on social media if you have not. We will be, we will be back here Friday at 10 a.m. Hopefully Blake can get all his computer issues fixed up and he can join me. But... A big shout out to all you guys, man, for keeping this thing moving tonight, keeping the conversation popping. War Eagle says it was at 2003. That's what sucks, bro. That's what sucks about the Penn State stuff was I remember this 2003 game you're talking about. I remember it because this was Larry Johnson was their running back, and I believe Caddy was hurt, and Ronnie had been going off that year. And then – it was like this whole Larry Johnson, Larry Johnson, Larry Johnson, the guy ended up playing for the Chiefs. And then we were like, no, bro, Ronnie Brown's the truth. Um, 2000, yeah, that, that was that game, that, that a Capital One Bowl. Correct me if I'm wrong, Regal, we won 13 to 9. I'm just kind of spinning it off the top of my head here. Uh, all right. Appreciate all y'all, man. 10 a.m. Friday, we will be back Central Time. Y'all already know the deal. Home field apparel, code up tempo. Go to theworldforceshop.com, get you one of these level up t-shirts. If you have not level up, do it. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the thumbs up button. I will see you guys back here Friday to preview 
Auburn's big trip, man. Hugh Freeze's first SEC game as Auburn's head coach. I can tell. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Devin gets in here. I'm not, I got you, Devin. I got you. The pressure rate is 40.9, not 49. My bad. Well, 40.9 isn't all that great either, Devin. So we'll be able to get to that quarterback. But more on that Friday, 10 a.m. Until then, I love all of you. Tell somebody that you love them, man. Call up a friend, tell them you love them. I'm out of here. War damn eagle.